Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome. I'm glad you're with me today on Hope for Today, and I always want to leave you with a positive thought that God is with you, never against you. And I, I only bring on people who are positive. You've not seen one of my guests be negative and say things aren't going to work out, they're not going to pan out, because I don't really have friends like that. I have friends that are hopeful, that believe for the very best, because uh, that other talk, it gets me down. I don't, I don't need that. And it's so counter from what we are to be as believers. And so Vicki, is this is Vicki Farina. She always brings a good word, a solid word, and a word-based word, which you can't go wrong with the word of God. And she has a testimony that's probably a lot different than a lot of yours. And I'm going to set it up with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And uh, this is out of the Amplified, so it rings a little longer, but it says, casting the lot and the whole of your care all of your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately. Mm. So I'll, I like that translation. That's, that really reads nice. Um, Vicki, you'll appreciate this, I think. Uh, Dr. Marilyn Hickey has been a, a mentor of mine for many years. Uh, she was leaving for another country. I was on the phone with her and we were talking and then I said, well, Marilyn, take care. And she said, John, I will not. Very stern. And I thought, what is she saying? <laughs> and she said, I will not take anybody's care. I will not take any care. The scripture tells us, get care as far away from you as you can. So would you choose a different parting for me? So I said, yes, Marilyn, I'm so glad you walk away from care. And I know you're going to have a wonderful trip. I learned a lot right there. We have enough care without taking care. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of people take care every day. Yeah, They take care and uh, it, it weighs them down. Now, you are what I would call a caregiver. You have been called in your life at specific times to give very strategic and long-term care to some people. So I want you to share that a little bit, what that's like. Well, as a young girl growing up, I actually took care of my brother while my mother could work and so it actually, my pattern of it kind of went, goes really way far back. But my most recent is um, probably about 20 years ago. Actually, it's 20 years ago this month that my brother uh, died from testicular cancer. Mm. And that's not one any male wants to have. He was 34 years old mm. when he was diagnosed with it. And the doctor said, ah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You've got great treatment. And they did, but my brother didn't live his wife wisely. And some of the abuses uh, through the drugs and the smoking did not uh, befriend the treatment. And of course we prayed for him and, and he, he died at 43. Uh, the, the great joy part of that is that through that, he did come to know Christ. Mm. And that was probably just a, a breath of fresh air for me. But I remember going through that, seeing my mother grieve, her pain, all of that. and and um, feeling that. Because remember, I had cared for him as a young boy. Right. We were six and a half years different. So I was the big sister who drove him around and did all that. So 
fast forward a couple years later, I get a call, this little voice who I recognize right away. And she goes, Vicki, I have cancer and then bursts into tears. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh no, not my mother, not my rock, not my best friend. And it just took my breath away. And I, you know, went home and I took care of her when she had surgery. We went through treatments and all of that and prayed over her in great time of remission. And sadly, it came back with a vengeance F several years later. I was able to be there again to care for her, this time in a different part of her body, a different kind of cancer, but related. And um, now she, my mother was, if, if ever I have a saint in my life that had skin on, it was <laughs> my mother. So we're talking about the most godly lady. But I watched how in God's mystery kingdom, God used that of my mother, even though we prayed and she had that reprieve and we believe God healed her for a season and this came back. God used that to draw my father to Christ. Mm. As crazy as that is, a lot of times the things we go through that are so hard and they're so hurtful and they don't make sense and we want to, I liken it to a box, like a mystery box. If you could wrap it up with a big bow, you know, rather than let God help us unwrap it, we shake it, we rattle it, we right. throw it, we get angry at it, we want to rip it open, we want to understand it. And sometimes there just isn't that understanding when we're going through those hard times. But I saw God's faithfulness. I mm. saw him speak to me. I saw him grow me in ways that were unprecedented. So <laughs> my mom, just a glorious time of being with her and really seeing how sacred that last breath is, was able to be there. And the angels were in the room and it was mm. glorious. Wasn't but a few months later, and my husband <laughs> is diagnosed with stage four melanoma. And I'm thinking, no, 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 God, not not again. Like I remember, um, you've learned the lesson. I, I so. said, no, God, I don't want a PhD in cancer care. I do not want that, God. And yet, God somehow trusted me with this journey of now my husband. And so that's been an amazing journey. He had it once. We had a reprieve for nine months, and then it came back uh, with a vengeance. And it was interesting because he had buried his cousin just like um, a month before he was diagnosed of the same cancer. Now, here I am, round three, and I am sitting in the same cancer care rooms. And I know the back roads of all the hospital and where to go for this and for that. And here I am the third time with a family member in those same rooms. Can I tell you, I had to take some really deep breaths. And there were days, I wouldn't want you to know it, but I might have not have been the most mishopeful. <laughs> well, I think that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's understandable. You know, there are people that are watching and people who are listening on podcasts today who are being caregivers for yeah. people who uh, are in situations they can't care for themselves. I remember when my, I think it was nine years ago, my father, um, probably 10 years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer, recovered a bit, then went to somewhere yeah. else in his body. My mom was there caring for him. And I watched her in the span of about a year and a half, age probably 10 years. Yeah, She was bent over, yeah. everything went gray, her, her skin was sagging. It, 
it took her and he did pass away. Uh, everything was right with God. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, wow, is this going to take her out? Mm -hmm. She recovered. She recovered. Uh, it's a it's a special person that can bear up under that weight. And how did you do it? You've done it three times now. And what advice would you give to people like my mom that she'd never cared for someone like that? So yeah. it was overwhelming. Yeah. Well, starts and stops, deep breaths. The word of God has been very real to me since I was a young girl. Mm -hmm. But one of the most precious nuggets that God gave me was uh, from a little book called Sleeping with Bread. And it's the story of how in World War II, there were many orphans that were on the streets and, and from the bombings and people, good people would try to round them up and they started these orphanages. And they realized that the children were so anxious and they were afraid and they had such great worry and they just didn't know what tomorrow would hold for them and nobody could give them a guarantee at that time. And so somebody got the idea if they would give each child a piece of bread that they could hold through the night hmm. when they woke wow. up in the morning, the child had a totally different countenance. Wow. So I learned that if I will hold the bread for today, today's bread. Now, what does that mean metaphorically? That means when I catch myself in yesterday's ruminating, right. the, the, you know, the anxiousness, the fretting, the woulda, coulda, shouldas, self-doubt, all of those yesterday's emotions, I'm not holding my bread of today. Mm. And wow, if great, my Vicky. mind is racing ahead and I am anxious and I am worried, I am in tomorrow's worries and you can't eat tomorrow's meal today. Mm. So keeping myself centered on the present has probably been the greatest nugget that God has given me. So how do we make that practical? It's wonderful to say that, I, 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 I catch myself when I'm either going backwards in woulda, coulda, shouldas or those yesterdays, or I'm way anxious tomorrow and I take a deep breath and I say, God, let me see where you are working right now. And I focus on the present. And it's amazing how everything changes when you get in the present a focus on right. where you see God moving. What am I thankful for God right now? And I list out some of the things I'm, I'm thankful for, large and small. I remember when we got the second diagnosis with Sam when they told us it was stage four and he had asked the doctor that day, now, What's the survival rate? Okay, with most people with stage four cancer, how long do they live? And the doctor kind of turned away after looking mm. back to us, after looking out the window and he said to us, do you really want to know that? And Sam said, yeah, I think I do. And he said, well, I really don't offer that to my patients. But if you really want to know, he said the maximum survival is about normally with statistics is about mm, five years would be a stretch because melanoma is so deadly. Right. Side thing, wear your sunscreen. <laughs> so anyway, thank practical, you, thank you, yes, wear your sunscreen. So we left that day 
with, with all these options of treatment we had to ponder. And of course we prayed about it and we called on the elders of the church and we, we were laid on and we were prayed over and yes, we believe in healing. But we got in the car and we said, let's just stop right here, right now in the moment. Right. Right. Let's find God's present in this moment. And we prayed, Romans 8, 28, that we would see where God is working in this cancer mm. in the moment and, and where only he can turn right. that for his good. Right. Wow. And can I say that we, we thought our ministry, the, what we had done and all of that was over but we have prayed for more people in the cancer center. We have prayed for more people. We went every two years for immune therapy. We've been countless scans. All of that, as you caregivers know, the medical appointments right. can wear yes. you out. But we would purpose, Lord, who is it today? Who is it today? We will walk and there will be many because we're in that building and they've all got cancer or they wouldn't be there hmm. or they're a caregiver. Right. Who today, God, is receptive, is ready? Who do you want us to pray for? We have had some amazing God moments mm. in the cancer centers. So when God put an anointing and a calling on our lives to pray for the sick, we never thought our greatest time of harvest would be in the cancer wow. centers. Wow! So if you are caring for someone right now, take a deep breath and just hold on to that bread that gives life for today and ask God, God, where are you going to turn this for good? Because he turns all things to good yes, for does. those who love him. And that's one of those mystery box verses that you want to shake and sometimes you don't like it or it's out of your comprehension. But I promise you, God turns all things to good. Wow. I'm, I really... I don't know what to say to that. That's really powerful. Well, it's a process. It's a process. But God's power is so amazing. And there is such strength in being in the presentness, presentness of God's present moment. Hmm. And if we will just take time to listen. So, you know, sometimes I set my phone just to be intentional about being present. And I ask, I have several different questions that I'll say, where do I feel your spirit? And it's amazing how that guides you. Because when you take time and stop and, and really feel God's presence, you hear him so much clearer. Mm -hmm. you, he starts to speak to you in more maybe whispers and you, you can really sense things and see things and speak words of strength, hope, and encouragement to others. So Vicki, I have a personal question for you. You've been through so much that many people will never go through. Some watching are going through it now though. So it's a very good question. And it's, uh, you know, the easy answer would be like, well, I'm a Christ follower, but not every Christ follower stays sweet in their spirits. That's why we have the word that we have to get into. So let me get to the question. How did you go through caring for your brother, your mother, your father, and your husband uh, and not become bitter? I mean, three out of four of those people died while you were giving care. Um, how did you not, because you're not a bitter person, well, it's uh, it's kind of like a muscle. 
you've got to keep exercising it. And when you realize that root of bitterness, I forget, mm. you probably know where that verse is, but you've got to really, when you first feel or know or sense that root, you've got to go to work right. at it. And uh, here again, if you ask that question, God, and you admit it, I feel bitter today. And just mm -hmm. be honest, because you know what? He knows what we think, what we feel, even before we think it. So right. what does that mean? That means science has told us that you have second, seven seconds, but by the time you actually have a sensation that first comes to your gut, and then it gets uh, the seconds come up to the brain, you start making a story. Mm -hmm. about that. So when we get bitter, we've made a story that God wasn't there, that he didn't care, that he couldn't do it, that I wasn't worthy. So listening to those inner stories that we tell ourselves can be really huge at keeping us from getting bitter. And here again, your bread for the day. God, mm -hmm. I am bitter. I, I, that root is there today but it's not gonna stay there. So you have to be intentional. And then find a scripture that goes against what you're thinking or what you um, could be bitter about and, and cast it down, get it out, pull it out by the roots. That's good. Now, you, you had shared earlier, personally, we were just talking about, uh, I think this is a great tactic because you, are, you have to be in control of your emotions and yeah. through prayer, it helps your emotions be settled. Um, that you would, uh, when things would get tough in the caregiving times, imagine yourself in a different place. Yes. Um, my dad was a pistol. Uh, <laughs> those that know him, know him. And, uh, but that's the dad God gave me. Of mm -hmm. all the dads in the world, that's the one I got. And um, someone recommended this. It wasn't original with me. But I, I really had a value biblically to honor him because that's in the word. Right. And so what does honor look like? Well, ha -ha, I, I had to really figure that out because what would honor me was not the same as my dad. So I'd really work to honor him, but when he would flare up and when he would roar, and he could roar very loud, um, I, I rather would than get angry at him, I, I really worked at mentally going to a safe place. So. If you feel like you are overwhelmed, here's a simple little practice that you can do. Or you're with somebody that has a, like a porcupine. Mm. You imagine yourself in a safe, serene place. For me, I've always been fascinated by the story of creation. When God, I think he came down in the cool of the day was the evening, could have been the morning, but I imagine myself in the Garden of Eden before sin. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about what that would be like to be in the garden before sin, but I imagine myself sitting in the grass with Adam and Eve and God walking in that peaceful place. So that's where my mind and spirit would go when my dad would roar. I had to drive with him. I had to do stuff for him at his work, at his house. I would do that mentally to protect myself and and help that I didn't react towards him. Right, that's good. Because that wouldn't be honoring him if I totally right. reacted. And, and then the to really go deeper into that, that's where elder abuse comes in. 
when we think, how could that happen? How could oh, that happen? Oh, <laughs> trust me, it could happen. And so you certainly don't want that. No. And you want you want to honor that person you're right. caring for. God, this is a calling. And here's another little wonderful nugget. Did you know that there are different crowns when we get to heaven? Mm. And one of those crowns is the crown of suffering. Right. So God knew there would be hard places for caregivers. Right so much that you're going to get a crown hmm. when you wow. get to heaven called the crown of suffering. Hmm. So if you are going through suffering right now, if that one that you love is being ripped from you by disease or whatever, mental illness or whatever, uh, just know God knew that. And he cares about you so much that you're going to get a special reward in heaven. Now, that's a long way off for right. you, you think. But just take those deep breaths. Come back to holding that bread for today. God, where are you working? What are you doing? What are you up to? And what's now and next for me in this season? And I promise you, God says in Proverbs chapter 1 that if we need wisdom, we can cry out for it. And I would catch myself just crying out when my dad wasn't around. God, give me wisdom over this. You know my dad, you know the personality, you know the finances, you know the medical. I would literally cry out and I would feel what I call divine downloads of inner um, inspiration, of insight, of knowledge. Those would just come to me and I would be like, oh, that's it. You've given it to me, God. And I know this is of you because I didn't think about it all on my own. So I promise you, God's presence is with you. He will be with you. He will never mm -hmm. leave you or forsake you. He knows what you're going through and he cares about you. Remember, he died and he suffered for you. Wow. Wow. Vicki, thank you. That was, that was heartfelt. Now that's, that's some real stuff right there. And this is specifically for those of you today who are caregivers and some of us know caregivers, you know, probably all of us know a caregiver. Maybe you should give them a call, text them, encourage them, uh, bring them a meal, uh, write them a nice card, something to thank them for what they're doing. Because I would say being a caregiver for the most part is a thankless job uh, for, for the yeah. day, day in, day grind, uh, because you're, you're focusing on somebody else. You're just focusing, focusing. So bless them. And so those of you who are caregivers, I just bless you in the name of Jesus, yeah. that the hope of God that Vicki has talked about would be yours that you would not live in rumination in the past, you would not live in the worry of the future, but you would live in the glorious now that God has for you, enveloped in his hope, wrapped yeah. up in his hope, that regardless of the outcome, God is God, yeah. and God is good, and God's got you. And so I just bless you today, and Vicki, wow. Wow, that was that touched me. That, that's uh, a lot to take in today, and it's beautiful. When it was just a lot of beauty. So take that with you. Be hopeful. We And, you know, I'm listening to you thinking, okay, this may be preparing me for somewhere in the future. You know, I may have to come back to this. We, we don't know what life brings us or who we're going to no, be taking don't. care of. We uh, 
We don't know. So this is valuable, valuable information. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Vicki, thank you for joining me and being so transparent and open and, and letting Jesus shine through you. And you know what? I have a, this is the very end. This name's coming to me, Faid, Faid, uh, female. Uh, God loves you. He cares for you. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let go. I'm going to give you all the, the, the generic terms. Don't stop. Just keep plugging away. Your life is worth something. It's, it's, you're God's favorite, and you need to hear that. So your life is important. It has meaning. Do not give up. Trust God. Well, thank you again for being my guest today, and I hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.